if you think that your porn addiction or the porn addiction of somebody that you love is one addiction, then you have missed 255 addictions that they need to handle in addition to the porn addiction or they will have that porn addiction 10 years from now. And if you are a porn addict or you are a loved one of a porn addict and you don't take the time to understand that the porn addiction is really 256 addictions, then your loved one will be doing the same thing 10 years from now. I can guarantee it. This is your life. This is your life. Right now is your life. Life is about right now. Live and live are spelled the same way. In order to live, you must be live. Right now. The past does not equal the future unless you give the past permission. You are the sum total of your dominant thoughts and decisions. Yes, you are. So, a little birdie told me that you have an out of control sexual behavior of some sort. Pornography, masturbation, fanatization, or some kind of unhealthy sexual behavior. You know what it is. A little birdie also told me that it's starting to get the best of you. And it's not okay anymore. That's good news. It not being okay. Because that's the beginning of how you can change it. We're going to have an adult grown folk conversation about behaviors, attitudes, decisions, choices, actions to become healthy. Becoming healthy is a journey. It's not a one and none. It's not like the sexual addiction BS that you do where you just get all excited, you do this and then you blast one. Now, it requires a lot more work than that. It's strategic. It's taking steps. It's reflection. It's looking inside. It's being introspective. It's deciding that you want a better life for yourself. That's what this is about. My name is Joseph F. Price. They call me Joey P. I'm going to be your host in this journey. I'm going to be your partner in this dance. We're going to do this together. We're going to become better people together. You are going to have sexual mastery. You are going to have mastery in your life. Yes, you are. You're going to be a better person. You're going to be somebody that you can be proud of. You're going to be somebody that even your mama can be proud. But it's not going to come free. You're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to do some reflection. I'm going to give you some tools. I'm not going to do it all on my own. I'll bring some guests. 
They'll give you the good stuff. But here's what you got to do. Take this as a journey. A journey that you get better each and every day. A journey that we don't stop until we figured out how to do it and we become invincible. Yeah. We can become invincible to our pornography at sexual behaviors and unhealthy other addictions. You just got to understand how it works. You got to understand how your mind is making you its bitch. I know you don't like that language, but you're the bitch of your mind. And so this work that we're going to do, it's about neutralizing that and you becoming the victor. You becoming the master. You becoming the man that you're supposed to be. That's what I'm talking about. So if that's something that interests you, if that's something that you want to do, then let's do that together. It ain't a one and done. It's a journey. So let's begin. Joseph F. Price here, y'all. Happy New Year. And I uh, hope you had a nice holiday season. <clears throat> wow, I had a nice holiday season. And it almost seems like... Um, it seems like a, like a relapse almost. Like uh, not doing podcast relapse. And um, yeah, it just... Uh, it's an incredible experience that reminds me of exactly where you are because uh, it really took a lot to get started. I, I noticed that I hadn't did a podcast in like two two months. I, I know that I had like one month uh, of some heavy stuff that I was doing and then I like was so tired that I, I needed to take a month off. So um, I had the notes for this almost like a month. So hopefully it'll be a good good podcast for you, and hopefully it'll be very valuable. So as I started out, I said that um, your addiction is really 256 ad uh, ad addictions. I don't know. I arbitrarily came up with that number 256 because of the fact that I guess I like the way that it sounded. Um, you know. Uh, this, as I said, it's an individual thing. I've always said it's an individual thing. Um, so it's different for everybody. So there's no exact number. But for some people, it could be like 356. So we'll go into what they are. And so the premise of why it is that I'm saying it's 256 addictions is because I used to be a cigarette smoker. And actually, I, I, I wrote a training to help people stop smoking. If you ever want to stop smoking, I can help you with that. Um, it took me a long time. I wrote the training, actually, before I stopped smoking. Uh, <laughs> so I stopped smoking. I was able to rely on the training to allow me to continue on. But... Uh, pornography is so much like the cigarette habit. And so if you uh, have ever smoked, then you can relate to what I'm saying. It's built in. Like if you're a smoker, oh, I smoke before I get in the car. I smoke when I go to 
work, I smoke after work. If I get bad news, I smoke. If I get good news, I smoke. Uh, if something, uh, if I do something victorious, I reward myself with a, a cigarette. I always thought that was a real weird idea. Reward yourself with something that's negative. But anyway, that's what people do. Um, if something bad happens, I smoke a cigarette. I hate to really talk about negative stuff, but if you're a smoker and you have an accident, you know, you get out of the car, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to light up a cigarette. So rather than get into the smoking habit and go all the way down the line with that, it's a multitude of habits. And one of the bigger ones, if you are a smoker, that, that's going to be like your hot zone, is that smoking and alcohol go together and smoking and coffee go together so many times if you're a coffee smoker or an alcohol drinker which again most of the time people are even at some level the alcohol will cause you to trigger yourself back into the smoking or the coffee will cause you to trigger yourself back into smoking and they bounce back off of one another. And especially if you're not in a program, especially if you don't have a system that you're engaged in, if you're just trying to potluck yourself to not drink or not smoke. So they can just keep bouncing off of each other, okay? So you have to gain mastery over all of those things in order to master your smoking habit, all of the things that are involved. So we're not going to talk about smoking here. If you want to talk about smoking, get in touch with me. We can do that at a later point. But what we're talking about is pornography. And so there's so many different ways that your pornography habit is ingrained itself into your life without you knowing about it. So let's start with how this works. First of all, there's five neurochemicals that you're addicted to. And unfortunately, I didn't pull my notes out. There are these names that are very hard to pronounce, like neuroprenepinine, oxytocin, vasopressin, uh, you know, and I, I don't want to just embarrass myself by mispronouncing these words. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop right there. Uh, adrenaline, uh, there's endogenous endorphins. Your body actually creates endorphins. Uh, and these are produced through the uh, masturbation, pornography, ejaculation process, uh, as well as the, the one that, you know, you first, when you think that you're intelligent about this porn thing that they talk about all the time, dopamine. So it's actually all these different neurochemicals, like seven or eight or something. So that's what you're addicted to chemically. And your body uses these sneaky ways to get you to those chemicals. Because there's really a chemical addiction here. But the addiction is those neurochemicals. And the body cons you into watching porn because that's going to lead to you becoming aroused such that you ejaculate. Of course, you had to masturbate first. Oh, uh, you, yeah. Um, that's what the body 
is pulling you to do. And depending on how much of that is going on, that depends how, how much your body's pulling you. So one of the first things that most people do is they just try to quit the porn. But they neglected the fact, what I just finished telling you, your body's used to a dose of neurochemicals and biological self-produced chemicals that are just magnificent. Your body's just, oh, I love this stuff. You want to all of a sudden stop that. And you think that it's about stopping a behavior. Like biting your nails. I promise I'm never gonna I'm never gonna do that again. I mean, you know, it's easier for me to stop biting nails than it is to stop doing porn. But yet you think it's easier to stop porn than it is biting nails. When in fact, again, before I get into it, if you think I'm sorry to keep that middle finger keeps coming up. If you think biting nails is a little challenging, because it is challenging for people that bite nails. I used to bite my nails, I still bite my nails, but I fortunately keep clippers close by, so I don't have to bite them as much. Um, if you think biting nails for somebody is a challenge, you've got 256 of those in addition to watching the porn and the masturbation and the ejaculate. Yeah. So that's what you're dealing with. So if you think that just taking a cold shower or some other, you know, non-strategic recovery uh, technique and strategy is going to work, I mean, it's silly. Just based off of what I just finished saying from the chemical addictions perspective and that your body's uh, screaming and that you all of a sudden are trying to stop and your body's still going to be screaming for that, like it would be screaming for anything. And I just finished telling you that one of the neurochemicals, one of the self-produced um, biological matters, if you will, is endogenous opiates. Your body actually produces painkillers, and that's produced through the ejaculation process from the masturbation it starts with the porn and then what happened from people just watching porn because the natural progression is okay you watch porn what's going to happen when you watch porn you know it's going to stimulate what's going to happen with the stimulated penis a stimulated penis wants to be uh you know you know and then what happens with that well you know that too so it's called pmo if y'all just joined us and that's the routine and so 
you have a dual addiction. And even if you're successful in dealing with the porn, putting the porn to the side, what happens is the people, they still masturbate. And so they master not doing porn for a while, but they still have a masturbation addiction. And because they use porn for so long to stimulate themselves so that they can get hard, okay? To masturbate. Unconsciously, one day, because they haven't been trained, somewhere down the line, the porn ends up in their hand because they want to masturbate quick. They want to get hard quick. They don't realize it because their body, again, wants those neurochemicals. Okay. So, the way that you stop the porn is you really have to create the wall. And that's called mastery of whatever those 256 addictions are. Because the 256 addictions are what fuels and what enables you to do the porn. And when you cut them out, then you make it easier. As in the back at the ranch, your body gets used to not getting that dose of neurochemicals that you've been giving it, as well as you finding more elegant ways to meet those needs such that you can generate other neurochemicals. So that's why just sitting around hoping Oh, I can do this, I can do this, or playing that Christian game that us Christians play. Oh God, I depend on you for everything. You you can fix this for me. Oh God, I'm struggling. I I'm so I feel so bad because I I I I, I failed you. I, I I mean, you know, that that that's not getting anybody anywhere and it's not doing anything for anybody and I'm not making fun of anybody but I'm keeping it real you got to get on a strategy so that you can reverse what it is that you're doing and that's really what the recovery process is about it's really a process of reversal okay so all of that to set up what it is that I'm really want to talk to you about and that that's the things that it is that you need to address. Um, and by addressing those in the background, as well as learning the behavior techniques that you're gonna learn from myself and some of the other teachers and trainers out there, um, that's how you're gonna to recover. And see, I always tell people when I talk about recovery is reversal is that time and time and time and time and time and time and time again, the story of a porn user is pretty much something like, this was something I got into when I was young. I liked it. Did what I did. Did it a lot. Really didn't think anything of it kind of an addiction is a private matter like I laugh with guys all the time it's private like 
digging up my nose, scratching my testicles, or, you know, digging up my rectum, you know. And uh, anybody that's going to say they didn't do any of those things in life is a liar. And that's <laughs> a good segue to one of the things you need to deal with as a porn user. You lie too much. So, yeah, that's a great place to start. You'll find that as you get healthy, you're not going to lie as much. Now, unfortunately, that, that's probably the best place I could start. It's that you're not real in life. You deal with things in an artificial manner. But getting back to... Because uh, I don't want to sidetrack myself. Getting back to the story of how a porn uh, addict actually becomes. Is, okay, so they do it through their, you know, it's something they stumble into. They do it privately. They don't even think about it. They do it a lot. They isolate it. It's a private matter. And, and then, um, you know, they know it's wrong a little bit. But it's not like where you're smoking weed or drinking where you're covering up the smell and you gotta watch out for the popo or anything like that you know it's just something, something you, you just do it private you're just going about so you don't even think about it but it is you know private you, you kind of don't want people to know about it but then one day there's there's this reckoning and it's different from different people um for a christian man um they really find that it, it's not in alignment with you know, their walk with God. It's not in alignment with who they say they are. So the hypocrisy of that behavior, it, 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 it becomes compelling enough to demand a shift in their behavior. Some people get caught at work. Uh, some people, their girlfriend or spouse catches them. Some people... It just, it just doesn't fit in their life. Like I said, for Christian men, but for other men. And then for some men, unfortunately, uh, it's P-I-E-D, uh, porn-induced erectile dysfunction. That's when their uh, weenie doesn't work because they watch so much porn that they've trained their system that the only way that they can get hard is by watching porn and it doesn't it doesn't work any other way and then the porn doesn't work for them because anyway here's another thing that we want to talk about in this little game that you might want to understand just how the porn works maybe for you or maybe for the person that you're listening to this information so that you can understand their problem more see porn is a shock thing it's, it's not, it has this shock to it and anything that has a shock to it these these same dynamics are true when you're going after something for a shock whether it's driving cars or drive, riding a bike or just shock without me doing all that you have a tendency to want more drive the car a little bit faster i want more curves you know, give me some bumps give me some hills 
Give me some challenging situations. Give me somebody else to beat. Um, you always want a little bit more shock. That's human nature. So the same is true with porn. So what happens is that they call it vanilla porn. Or it could be pictures where it starts. Then they want movies. Then they want something more heightened. Then they want something more heightened. Then they want something more heightened. And then they want something more heightened. They want something more egregious. And so a couple things happen there. Number one, when you mix sex with a message, the message has a much more penetrating effect. So if you're telling a lie, a person's misled to a higher degree than they would have ordinarily. Also, what is the message anyway? So a lot of these guys are getting mixed messages about sex that no means yes and all this stupid stuff like that. So it's it's just bad business, period. All right. So we started with, that's how it happens. They get this day of, of, of reckoning and then they're like, oh my God, what do I do? Because for real, for real, most people, when, whenever that day of reckoning comes, they kind of know that other people might be there. But it's so much of, <clears throat> wow. I'm out here by myself. And then as they learn about this, they find like, wow, you know, I'm not the only one that went through this. But they don't know how to correct it unless they've learned how to correct it. And most of them don't know how to correct it. And so they just try to correct it. And so basically, instead of that approach, You have to be on a system. And so, since I really came here to tell you about the 250 addictions that you have, let me get started. Because, again, in that whole process, it's all unconscious. Nothing, Nothing about anything that you've done in that porn game until you have that wake up call is realized. It's just something that you do. And that's, that's the problem. That's, that's why, again, with the cigarettes, why it's so hard for people to quit. Because there's so much of that built into their regular everyday life. And how they do things. And how they, they even plan things unconsciously. <laughs> to make sure they have opportunities to do that. They even plan things in their life. What, what you, without even knowing it, that trigger them. All right, so we started with ang- with uh, lying is like one of the biggest things because it, it is a big thing for the, for the so-called porn addict. Uh, honesty, you got to check yourself. I mean, we li- they lie, we lie all over the place. Just because you cover it up unconsciously. So you got... Some, some of porn, you know, and, and here's the thing. 
Some of what I'm talking about is how porn use has porn use has caused you to develop certain habits that are outside of porn use that don't even have anything to do with porn use most of the time. But because of the porn, you've developed the habit, and because you have the habit, the habit supports you in using the porn. For instance. The fact that you may have a habit of telling dirty jokes. That's a habit because dirty jokes would be triggering to you. The habit of dirty jokes would lead you to friends that tell dirty jokes. Friends telling dirty jokes lead to more triggering opportunities as well as those friends sending you pornographic emails. It's an example. All right, so the phone. That's a habit. That's that's a, an addiction. A disorder for you. I I don't meet too many people that have a porn addiction that I can say have a mastery over their phone. I mean, if I could sit here and tell you as a young person, anybody under 30, I know the first thing that you do every day is look at your phone. Now, I'm here where I am in Florida. And and it's not fair for me to be able to tell you what you do like that. Because I know what people do. The first thing they do is they touch their phones. I don't know what you, I'm not going to say what you do with your phone, but I can, I can tell you within three minutes of you getting up, you've been on your phone. So, um, that's one thing. <laughs> and I tell people one habit to develop is not using your phone for an hour when you get up. And people often say, can't use my phone for an hour. I didn't say you can't use your phone for an hour. I said you just don't use your phone for an hour. Because here's the deal. Um, if you can't control not using your phone for an hour, and if, if I can't help you not use your phone for an hour, or you can't help, you know, us together, can't keep you from using your phone for an hour, you know, if that can't happen, how the blank do you think that I can help you not masturbate and watch porn? If I can't, if I can't keep the phone out of your hand for an hour, how can I keep other things? Out, how can I help you help yourself keep other things out of your hand? You know, at all. So, yeah, you got to learn how to handle your phone. Porn has become an addiction for handling your boredom. You got to learn to have a life that doesn't have room for boredom. That, that, not that you're so busy, but that you have so much purpose. That you have so many different things to do. That there's no real reason or time. Or, you, you, you don't have any. Where's boredom at? I mean, I sat there and wrote a list of, you know... I didn't even go into details, but like a list on the fly of how many podcasts 
topics that I that that I think are needed and that I think I can offer something to. But you know, I just have to go in and do the do the prep work to do a podcast. Or you know, I can't just sit down and do it because I don't work like that. But I got like 56. So I mean, that's 56 that I could just. I got to sit down for a couple hours and work on it. That's just one thing. Never get bored. I mean, I got decent movies on Netflix. There's no boredom. There's, there's no such thing. I, I, I don't know what boredom is. Boredom, to me, is... I, I don't get it. And even if it's like... If, if you put me, if I had to be in a room by myself for a few minutes for some dumb reason, I mean, you still can pray, you still can meditate, you still can think about tomorrow. There's no such thing as boredom. Boredom is just, you know, you're not using your mind. You, you haven't learned to use your mind. So that's what is missing is that you haven't learned to effectively use your mind. So it's not about the boredom. It's more about you. So, you know, one of the addictions is that porn, again, it becomes your pain relief. I talked about it earlier. It's, it, it, you, that our body actually produces endogenous opiates, which is, it produces opium. Opiates. Not like the ones that they grow, but, you know. Your body produces. And I actually had a client, serious business. It came up in the conversation where I explained that to him. And he said, I didn't realize that, but uh, I had back pain and I I, I was actually uh, using porn for my back pain. I mean, this is the little tricky ways that your body gives gets you back into doing porn so that's why you you really have to take it as a journey and not something that you hope and that time is 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 just going to fix it and just because you heal a few matters that you're don't have to change the behavior one of the addictions of porn is that you use it to regulate yourself emotionally. Whenever you get like disturbed about something, you use porn. And then again, sometimes people use porn for that regulation device. And so again, that, that mixes and messes up your whole sexual template because you know all you do is you seek relief, 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 and then your brain starts getting a little confused and confuses relief with sexual relief. And then your brain, oh, sexual relief. Oh, women are made for relief. Women are made for relief. I mean, that's like an unconscious thought, but that's how people are running. They, they, 
and 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 I I hear guys talk about you know no, I I'm gonna stop masturbating twenty times a day when I get a girlfriend because what I'll do is I'll just bang her ten times a day. I'm exaggerating about both matters just a tiny bit. And then, you know, I'm I, I, I'm straight up. I'm going to respond to to him with, oh, okay, so um, that's what a woman is to you. Some hole that you can just dump a load in, huh, for relief. Because th- that's what happens. That's what happens. That's the pornified mentality that I'm talking about getting out of that you have actually conditioned yourself into that, 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 that at some level, it, it, it's almost like it, that that's part of the objectification process that the porn addict has to get rid of anyway. So as he's sitting there in the mall or at the airport, looking at all, or the beach, looking at all the hoes walking by that he's calling hoes, of course, not me. Um, all he sees is, reciprocals i guess because it's come down to that for him and then you know here's where it gets really like concerning because a man with that kind of mentality i mean like what's he going to teach his son about treating your daughter something to think about right there (sighs) <sighs> all right so where are we going to go here we're going to take a little break and we're going to cut this episode off and then i'm going to come back into some of the other addictions that you have